You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove Podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. I feel like who art Ed? Who art Ed? Mr. Wood, art Ed, me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Robert Rauschenberg. Now, before I get started on Robert Rauschenberg in this episode, I do want to just say a big thank you to everybody who's been listening. And if you're not aware, I have another podcast, Art Smart. For season three, ArtSmart is focusing on different media, and it really seems to be resonating with a lot of people. Never thought I'd say this, but ArtSmart, my podcast, was number one on Apple's visual arts chart for the U.S. Apparently, some people are liking what I'm doing, and I gotta say, it feels really good. Thank you to everybody who's been listening, leaving ratings and reviews, telling your friends, I put a lot of work into this show, and it's just, it's really validating to know that some people are liking it. So if you haven't checked out Art Smart, please check it out. Now, on to the actual topic for today's episode Robert Rauschenberg. Robert Rauschenberg was born October 22nd, 1925. He served in the Navy before studying art at the Kansas City Art Institute. He also studied at the Academy Julian in Paris and North Carolina's Black Mountain College. In the 1940s, he moved to New York and began to shake up the status quo with his combines. This to me feels like it was almost an offshoot of Dadaism. Uh, the combines, he combined painting and sculpture, bringing elements together in a way that got rid of the seemingly arbitrary distinctions between media. I would say his best revolutionary act, though, was his erased de Kooning. In 1953, Willem de Kooning was one of the top artists on the scene. His work was highly valued in his day and still today. I mean, a Willem de Kooning painting 
will auction for tens of millions of dollars, even into the hundreds of millions of dollars. But one day, in 1953, a 27-year-old Robert Rauschenberg came knocking on Willem de Kooning's door. The two had met before, and they were on friendly terms, but that day, Rauschenberg was hoping de Kooning wouldn't be home. He was nervous because it wasn't just a social visit. Robert Rauschenberg had come to request a drawing from de Kooning. This, in and of itself, wasn't such an odd request. Artists often give each other works, but typically an artist might ask a friend for a work they admired to hang it in their studio. But Robert Rauschenberg didn't want to look at de Kooning's drawing. He wanted to erase it. As you can imagine, Willem de Kooning was not thrilled at the odd request. After what Rauschenberg has since described as an awkward and at times tense conversation, de Kooning agreed. In Rauschenberg's telling, Willem de Kooning began thumbing through his portfolio. He pulled out a piece, looked at it, and said, No, it needs to be something I would miss. He then pulled out a second portfolio and began looking for the perfect work to give over to be obliterated. It's interesting to think of creating a work of art by destroying something. I suppose you could say on some level that's what artists throughout time have been doing, grinding up materials into dust to make pigments that turn into paint, or the sculptor chipping away at a block of marble that the earth created in order to get down to David or whatever figures lurking inside. Still, this one feels a little different. Robert Rauschenberg wore through numerous erasers as he carefully and meticulously removed every trace he could of Willem de Kooning's drawing. Ultimately, when people come look at the final piece, they're looking at essentially a blank paper with some faint smudges and indentations, light, almost imperceptible traces of a drawing that no longer exists. For many... This seems like just a simple case of iconoclasm, a young artist making a name for himself by taking a shot at a bigger artist on the scene. I used to think of it that way. Before I began my research for this episode, I thought this piece was just mean. I mean, one artist erasing another one's drawing? I wouldn't tolerate that from a child in my classroom, so why is this behavior celebrated from a grown man? For one, erased de Kooning wasn't just some guy erasing a drawing. There was also the guy who labeled and framed it. Robert Rauschenberg erased the drawing, but Jasper Johns labeled the piece, framed it, and put it up in a gallery. Still, as I've said so many times, with a great work of art, there's always more than meets the eye. In the early 1950s, Robert Rauschenberg was making a name for himself in the art world. He did a series of black paintings and a series of white paintings. They were simply white paint on white canvas. There's no image, just white on white. The intention with these pieces was to create a meditative work. It's kind of like when the world around you is suddenly quiet for a moment. You become more aware of every tiny little noise that would normally go unnoticed. But when you stand in front of a blank white canvas, you become aware of the light and shadows hitting it. You begin to notice the surface qualities, 
the texture, even the dust in the air between you and that canvas. There's a stillness to it. It's the visual equivalent of pausing to take a breath. Rauschenberg was looking for a way to push that series even further. The natural question, of course, is what could be more empty than a blank white canvas? He loved to draw. At first he thought he could make a drawing and then erase it. He tried it, but he realized it just didn't work. If he created something with the intention of destroying it, then the drawing was always to be temporary, like a sand mandala, and he didn't want an ephemeral piece. He wanted a piece that evoked a sense of loss, because the thing that is more empty than a blank canvas is a canvas or a paper where something used to be. De Kooning was right. It needed to be something he would miss. It needed to be something the world would miss. It needed to be a real work of art by an established artist. And that is why he went to Willem de Kooning, the greatest artist he knew. De Kooning made him work for it, though. The drawing was mixed media with pencil, charcoal, crayon, and ink. Robert Rauschenberg had to be invested in the process of erasing. He said he didn't know how many erasers he wore through, but it took him about two months. After those two months, all that was left was a blank page with a few faint smudges to show that a drawing used to be there. It's no longer a pure white canvas. It's not a space to pause and take a breath. It's not a pristine sheet ready to be developed. It's a space where a drawing by one of the 20th century's greatest artists used to be. It leaves us to wonder, what masterpiece was destroyed? Ironically, I think in a way, erasing the drawing preserved and enhanced de Kooning's legacy. It created an aura of mystery about what that work was. And who doesn't love a good mystery? Now, we may have many of Willem de Kooning's works to look at and enjoy, but tastes change. Works go in and out of fashion. Anything created with physical media will change over time, colors fade, and all of that. But a good mystery will always keep an audience hooked. We have erased de Kooning to examine and wonder about. It's forever preserved as a masterpiece. The greatest drawing in the history of the world could have been lost, or it lives on forever with the limitless potential of the viewer's imagination. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.